Hello and welcome to Win the Middle. We're about to dive into a conversation that may very well redefine the way you see your next decade. In every stage of life, we encounter changes, challenges and opportunities for growth. But when it comes to midlife, why does it always seem to come with a crisis? And more importantly, how can we make these middle years our best years? My name is Jeff and my co-host Greg and I have come together around a shared passion for personal growth, training and yes, triathlon. Jeff is the Head of Employee Experience and Capability at Macquarie Bank. And Greg is the CEO and co-founder of Education Disruptor Creatable. We're here to pull the curtain back and reveal that midlife isn't an end or a crisis, but a thrilling new chapter, ripe with opportunities for transformation and discovery. So buckle up. It's time to welcome the experience, the wisdom, and the potential of your middle years. Let's win the middle. How did you want to kick this convo off? Did you want to dive straight into the feelings wheel or did you want to um, recap uh, on last week? You'll be pleased to know I had to go out the boat. Um, I already had the values and and I had a bit of an order too. Um, but as far as the boat, the wind and the destination go, I was really kind of, I, I loved that model. Um, so... I was kind of, I had some questions actually as I did it, so maybe you can coach me through it. But the foundation, the hull, um, if you will, I had kindness, gratitude, <laughs> and passion, which I covered last episode. And then I added wind and force as fitness and excellence, and the destination was adventure. So fitness for me is like, Obviously, physical fitness, uh, we, we love to train. It's a big part. We're athletes, man. Um, <laughs> I am an athlete. Um, but also mental fitness too. I think people talk mm. about mental health. Um, I think it's really interesting to think of that as like mental fitness. How mm. mentally fit are you? Um, and so I want to be a mentally fit person. I want to be a physically fit person. Um and you know that that i love those things and i want it to be the thing that powers me um being you know resilient and tough and um yeah all those things excellence um for me is some of the things that i've spoken about like as far as like i I do like trying my best i want it to be the best i can do like continue to improve um it's motivating to be become better at things and so again that kind of talks to that wind or force um i like heading towards goals planning executing and doing things the best i can um and then destination as adventure maybe a little um aspirational for me but i just love um i love the idea of like going on a journey um you know um exploring being in the mountains being in the water riding a, the bike, um, just that, yeah, life's exciting and, and it's going to be a wild ride kind of thing. I, I don't even know if that can be the, the destination, but that's always what I had down. And I, my questions were, 
you spoke about like ordering the values and I was like, oh, if I ordered them one to six, they might not actually fit that model. So I actually thought about what's the wind in the force that's like pushing me forward and like where do I want to go? That's the destination. But they might not have necessarily ranked in at four, five and six, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes heaps of sense. I think um, uh, I think you've nailed where they're placed in the sense that gratitude, kindness and passion, they're very sort of, they're being words, you know, like they're being values, not necessarily, I mean, I mean, they're doing values as well, but um, like I think them making up your hull uh, feels really right fitness, like mental, physical fitness and excellence. There's a lot of energy and motion in those words, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of force in those words. So um, I think them as your wind makes heaps of sense. And I think adventure is a great sort of destination. Um, yeah, even if it even if it sort of appeared maybe higher, uh, if you were to rank them, sort of placing it there as your destination is kind of good. It means you're sort of probably trying to seek that out in a lot of ways in life, you know, through your hobbies, um, potentially through projects and and things that you kind of challenge yourself with at work. And um yeah, man, I think I think that's I think that's awesome. I think you nailed the brief. And I think it's a really good lesson in that like um a, a model is useful until it's not right. So, um, mm. so if I said, "Oh, you've got to order them," and then your top three are the the foundations, and the next two are the wind, and the last one's your destination, and you kind of did that, and you're like, "Oh, it's not quite fitting," but if I just sort of reorder them, I feel like I can place them better. Then I think that's the lesson, right? It's 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 being able to experiment and adjust the model so that it's useful for you because yeah. Um, yeah, you, you got to feel like you can believe it and own it and it's memorable for you, you know, otherwise it's not a super useful exercise. Yeah. Well, that was my homework. I've, uh, I've drawn it. So I'll, uh, I might post it on the, our Instagram page, uh, at win the middle. And, um, I might put, put like, we, we referenced so many resources in episode one. Like when I listened to it, I was like, oh, wow. There was heaps in there. Um, I might put all the resources that we covered in there if people want to do um, bits and pieces of that. But I'll I'll share my um, my boat on there. How did you win the middle good. this week? Oh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest with you, I, I'm pretty excited to jump into today's topic. Like I think as I, I probably spent a bit more time reflecting pre-chat about our chat today um, mm. and just um, and unpacking, I guess, for myself uh, why this tool, the feelings wheel, has had such an impact uh, in my life and what it's accomplished and what it's achieved. So, um uh, I guess, I guess preparing for today was um, a bit of a a, 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 a re-immersion for me into some really important lessons, and it was nice to sort of get that that refresh because um, this sort of stuff's just 
it's really easy to sort of forget in the the day to day trenches of life. So um, having an excuse to to go back over it and immerse myself in it again uh, was um, was just what I needed. Yeah, that's funny that um, I I hundred percent agree with anything like this. The the every time you come back to it, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's valuable. And and so often when you do come back to it, you learn something new. Um, and it was funny when we decided this was we mentioned it in episode one. Let's let's run that one to ground in episode two. And um, yeah, I know. Like one morning, I got up and I was like. We, you just hung around late in the pool the night before to, to knock out some additional sets with me. And um, we were about to have our, <laughs> our shred accountability um, text message off and, and I, I pulled out the wheel and I circled them and I was like, oh man, and we need to get some reps in ahead of Friday, practice the wheel again. Um, but I loved that going back to it and going, oh, I'm actually more familiar with it this time. I can navigate around it a little easier and see some different nuances. But um, yeah, where did it first come from? Because I remember you started it with me. Was yeah. it, did this come from the therapy chair? Yeah, it came from the, like all good things in <laughs> uh, my life at the moment. Um, this, this came from uh, my psychologist told me about this Um so the feelings wheel is a framework uh, was created by Dr. Gloria Wilcox, um, and it's basically a tool designed to help people better identify and articulate their emotions. Um, so, because I was struggling with um, uh, sort of knowing what my emotions were and then articulating them, so it's. That's why it kind of came up um, for me, and 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 so I started sort of using it as a way to get better at um, acknowledging and talking about how I was feeling. Mm. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll probably share a link to it and and share a photo of it. But it's basically yep. arranged in a concentric circle layout with sort of big, basic, broad feelings like happy, sad, angry yeah. in the center, and then as you move outward. Uh, the emotions become more specific and more nuanced. Um, And as I said, the purpose is to help improve emotional literacy um, by helping people like me um, differentiate between maybe similar emotions, understanding sort of range and depth to emotional experiences. Um, And I've just found that like, growing in emotional awareness and vocabulary uh it helps like improve the way that you communicate helps you connect better with others um it can even help with things like emotional kind of regulation and stuff like that and Mm. actually it um it helps it's helped me better uh understand and maybe have empathy towards how other people are feeling and their experiences which, you know, just leads to healthier, kind of more fulfilling sort of interactions. So that's mm. how it came up for me and I guess um, my attempt at explaining kind of what it is. But it came up for you because we were on an altitude training camp down at the Snowy Mountains and <laughs> I think we were standing in the kitchen one night and I was talking to you about about it and then um, – and then it came up again for you not long after that, right? How, how did how did you come across it? 
Yeah, I, I remember that specific moment. I remember standing in the kitchen um, with one of our other mates, Jared, talking about it. Um, and we're all kind of, I, I kind of, I have another mate who I'm like, oh, we're third generation emotional laggards. Like, um, and, and it's kind of been handed down and we're just trying to still work this out. Um, I remember that specific conversation. I, I can't remember where it came up again for me, but what it helped me with was like the awareness of what I was feeling helped me firstly to label it and go, okay, that's that. And now I know how I need to respond and meet the need that I have. Um, yeah. Wow. That's good. Um, so that, that was kind of the helpful thing for me, but uh, to pick up on some of the things that you said, I've also found it just adds so much richness to conversations. Like, you know, how was your day? How are you feeling? Um, yeah, angry. Um, like that's not, uh, you know, good, fine, um, okay. Yeah, it was fine. That There's just nothing in behind that. And I was finding, oh, hang on. It sounds sound so funny, but I was, I'd go, oh, hang on, let me pull out the wheel. And pull out the wheel and I'd be like, okay, I'm sitting in. So like the other day when I text messaged you, I pulled out the wheel. I'm like, I'm really happy. And I'm like, oh, I'm hopeful like the stuff that we're doing on this podcast um, is actually maybe helping some people. Like hopeful in the way of I'm pretty confident we'll help people be able to have better conversations and work through some things that are going in, in their own heads. And then I was like, I'm also thankful like I've found a new mate. Like I don't, I don't know how long we've been training together. Like we kind of instantly hit it off on that super rainy bike ride to waterfall that day um and then you know feeling a bit you know creative as well like inspired and creative to 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 do some better things just from from this as well so it just yeah that's way better that's way better than just how you going yeah good good mate thanks yeah 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 like that just sort of because what you just shared then, yeah, there's so much more color in that response. And I just got to glimpse so much more about what lights you up at the moment, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and what's kind of giving you energy. And, and, and I'm with you, dude, like using it as a tool, like we, we sometimes get it out over the dinner table. And so we kind of go around um, as a family um, and sort of say, how are you feeling? And and mm. every single one of us uses the wheel um, to answer that question. And I remember the first time we did it, because um, this was me just trying to practice. Um, so I went and got it. It lives on our fridge. I went and got it off the fridge, sat down. Um, <laughs> and um, after sort of saying, oh, I think we should try this exercise, they were like, all right, Greg, so how are you feeling? And I remember I kicked off and I actually led because that was what was real for me at the time. I led with some unpleasant emotions and it really surprised everyone. Like uh, they they weren't expecting, I think I was feeling maybe disappointed and um, uh, uh, like I need to get the wheel out now just because I'm I'm struggling. Um, Like I think I was maybe feeling a bit like, discouraged, disappointed, maybe a a, a bit um, inadequate. Like I I had some things like that, right, that that weren't 
maybe there were unpleasant sort of emotions. Yeah. And um, not only did it surprise everyone, but 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 my two daughters and and my wife, they instantly w- jumped to like, oh, why? What's going on? And I I didn't know why. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I was like, I, I don't know why I'm feeling these things. Um, and I said, actually, we don't even need to judge these emotions as being like good or bad either. Like they just are like emotions. We categorize them, but when we categorize them, we inevitably want to suppress the negative emotions because they're not pleasant, but you can't suppress the bad without also suppressing the good. So I've learned that emotions, they just are, don't judge them as being good or bad. And this is what I was explaining at the dinner table. Um, so this is just how I'm feeling, and I'm not 100% sure why I'm feeling this way, but but this is how I'm feeling. And then then my eldest went next, and she followed suit and, and maybe expressed some sort of similar unpleasant emotions that were going on for her. And I remember we just had this like really beautiful, honest time of just all saying how we felt without judging it and without mm-hmm. trying to fix it for each other. Yeah. And um, and it was just. That. Yeah, and it was just awesome. And then, yeah, and so I think, like, there's been a lot of power for me in 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 learning to just accept emotions as, as the reality of how you're feeling. And you can't, like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of getting my, my flow on here a little bit, but... Um, my another thing my psychologist said to me once was um pain times struggle equals suffering so it's this this equation um uh pain times struggle equals suffering um and the idea here is that like we can't control whether or not we feel pain um but we can control how much we struggle against it um mm. so trying to suppress it trying to fight it, wish it away, dominate it. Um, it just amplifies the suffering. Um, and so learning to just accept a painful feeling and be curious and inquisitive about it, yeah. not struggle with it, um, we don't tend to suffer as much then. Um, and so um, that's just been a huge lesson for me, um, just just observing my emotional reality without judging it and just accepting the way that I'm feeling as the way that I'm feeling and being sort of curious and inquisitive about it has, has been game, a game changer. Yeah. That's super interesting. Uh, just being like inquisitive about it changes the whole game, doesn't it? Of being like, Oh, I'm, I'm feeling disappointed. Like, Oh, that's interesting. What, what's like, why is that? Um, and just playing with it. It's love. It's a totally different attitude. Um, another thing, another place I found myself going with the feelings wheel was um, I found that I pull it out, search around, hunt for it. Good. But how can I like truncate that and make it a little quicker to <laughs> navigate towards it? And I found, found this other useful tool, which was... Um, heat in the body heat maps of what's in the body because you kind of oh yeah um i think you feel it before you know what it is and so yeah um you know if you're 
if you're feeling angry, that's, you know, you got heat in your head and your hands. If you're feeling like love, you're like kind of warm all over. If you're feeling sad, you're cold all over. If you're feeling anxious, it's like that tension in your your lungs and your chest and your, your tummy's gurgling kind of thing. And just going like, what can I feel in my body? Yeah, might wow. be like pointing me towards maybe the core emotions before you yeah. can go out to that more nuanced part of the wheel. I think that's awesome. Hey, do you, as you were saying that equation before, was it pain plus yeah. struggle equals suffering? No, pain In- um, times struggle equals suffering. suffering. So the more, the more we struggle, because, yeah, the idea is we can't control whether or not we feel pain. We can control how much we struggle against it. And so the more we struggle it with it, like suppress it, dominate it, resist it, wish it away, we just amplify the suffering, you know? Um, so learning to accept the unpleasant emotion um, rather than sort of judge it or wish it wasn't there or, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And um, tell me if you reckon this is a, a bow too far. <laughs> do you reckon you can apply that equation to what we do in training? 100%. Like, you I, know, in the pool the other night, I was struggling. And, <laughs> and you said, just relax, man. And I swear, I relaxed. I swam the exact same split. So much easier. <laughs> I race so much better when I'm relaxed. I, I, I whispered that equation to myself all the time when I'm running or riding, just as a reminder to stay. I think you have a little mantra that you use when you're running, like light, easy, smooth, fast or something like that. Um, but I think just learning to stay relaxed in the midst of tension, like when you're hurting and it's hard, just learning to stay as as relaxed as you can. And 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 the way that you do that is just to accept the fact that it's hard. And yeah. like like I can't do anything about it. You know, I'm I'm fatiguing right now. Just accept it, observe it, acknowledge it. And just try and stay relaxed rather than resist it, you know. And it's yeah. when we resist it, it's just just double the amount of energy going into every stride or every stroke, you know. It's um, yeah, staying relaxed is uh, from a training point of view. Anyway, I think it applies. I think I shared this equation with Pete, our coach, and um, he loved it. He was like, he he said that my therapist should be a sports psychologist um <laughs> um yeah but i mean we should because exp- we we use this wheel a lot in our text exchanges to one another right? mm. i mean you're probably one of the only dudes or guys that i uh, do this with but like we'll check in with each other often during the week mm. um and and just say how we're feeling, but we'll we'll actually send a screenshot of the feelings wheel, and we'll circle mm. the words on it that that articulate how we're feeling, and then we'll just do give a little blurb, like a little short little paragraph that sort of summarizes how we're feeling, just as a way of sort of checking in with each other. So yeah. we've we've started doing that, and um, 
yeah, it's sort of added a layer of depth to our interactions that I don't ha- have uh, with very many other blokes. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, as I said, like we've maybe been training with each other 12 months and we're doing that. That's really interesting, don't you think, that we just we found this tool and it's really worked. But there's actually no reason. This is my homework for the week. I'm going to send the feelings wheel to a few other mates and be like, how are you feeling? This is what's going on for me and see what comes out of that conversation. Mm. Um, that's my homework for the week. I'm going to take that away. But it, as you say that, it reminds me of another thing that we were talking about on the bike one time, which was the trust equation. Do you yeah, you, you tell me about that. And I think this Can kind you... of goes to the intimacy, which I know is one of your top values. Is it the top? Um, it's the top. And the trust equation equal is trust equals credibility plus reliability plus intimacy over self-orientation. And so credibility is you know your stuff. Uh, reliability is you're going to deliver uh Intimacy is, you know, I feel safe with this person um, and over self-orientation, um, you know, fo- they're focused on my interest over over theirs or as much as mm. theirs. I, I, I've, I remember we were talking about that equation and what just occurs to me now is um, this, this is like right in that intimacy spot of like sharing yeah. yourself and being curious about how the other how it's going for the other person and just being like open and vulnerable to that. Yeah, 100%. This this has actually changed the way that I lead my team. So just staying professional for a second. Um, I've learned this feelings wheel tool and this idea of intimacy and, and trust that you just sort of referenced then has, has taught me um, to listen for the feeling and, and not try and sort of fix the problem as I see it. So if I'm having like a one-on-one with someone that reports into me or even if I'm talking to my wife or, or my kids, I've learnt to, these days to, to listen for the feeling being expressed uh, and then playing that back um, rather than feeling like I've got to fix the problem all the time. Um, I've noticed that people respond really well to having their own feelings reflected back to them. Yeah. Um, it, it just goes, it, a lot of the time people don't need their issue fixed or problem solved. They just want it to be seen and acknowledged. Totally. Yeah. And 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 so for me learning, because I'm a, a Mr. Fix-It kind of guy, like I, I love problem solving, but learning to just see the emotion, name it, and then when it's authentic to do so, saying, yeah, man, like I know what that feels like. Like I felt that too, you know. Um, and I found that that as a, as a, a little, um, I guess, just strategy has really revolutionized. Like there's this idea as an executive leader, there's this sort of idea that like what what got you here won't get you there. Like, like a lot of a lot of us got to where we are in our careers by being really good at things like mm-hmm. like good practitioners good technically good um, at getting things done 
But then we're in this position where we're overseeing people and managing teams and and all the stuff that kind of got us to this point maybe isn't as useful anymore when it comes to getting the best out of people and 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 keeping a, a group of people kind of together, kind of rowing in the same direction. And and I'm finding that it's these kinds of tools, like this kind of emotional awareness, um, um, listening for the feeling, playing it back, like these are the things that are transforming the way that I lead um, at the moment. Um, and I feel like are taking me to new levels in my profession, um, which is really unexpected for me because because I was I was initially learning this stuff or, or 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 yeah growing in this area because I was I was trying to get better at just understanding myself and and maybe drawing nearer to others in relationships but it's actually changed the game for me in my work uh, as a leader as well yeah that's cool yeah um so I, I had I've been thinking about this because I, I keep coming back to this thing because, like, why is this important, right? The feelings wheel, becoming kind of more emotionally aware um, and learning how to uh, talk about our emotions um, in a clearer way as, um, as, you know, men in our middle age. Like, why is that sort of important? And I had this thought uh, during the week around... I guess what it's what it's done for me is it's it's created healthier habits in my life. Um, mm. Unexpressed emotion um, often leads to like addictive, self-soothing behaviors. Um, so when we don't sort of express how we're feeling, it's like this orb of emotion just kind of grows inside of us. Um, and what what men a lot of the time do is that that ball of emotion ends up just converting to like anger or frustration, um, so like outbursts, um, or we numb ourselves, right? And we and we continue to numb ourselves in order to 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 suppress how we're feeling. So I think it's a really important topic to talk about if we're framing this whole thing as like how do we win the middle how do we make our middle years the best years, then I think these like sliding into dysfunction and coping in dysfunctional ways and, you know, drinking too many beers every night or, or too many glasses of whiskey or, or um, um, you know, overeat, like raiding the pantry for lollies and chocolate and sweets at night <laughs> when you really don't need it. It's Guilty. just... You just want to make yourself feel better, yeah. but it, it it just it it leads to sort of just un, unhealth because often what we need in these moments isn't that thing. It's connection. Like I know for me, the antidote to this stuff to self soothing is is acknowledging and expressing emotion often with another person. So it's it's intimacy. So I I think it's like a really important thing to talk about. Yeah, for me, uh, I guess a different way of saying some of those things um, is, or, or something that's true for me, is 
without dealing with it, it's for me like a volcano and it builds <laughs> and it builds and it builds and it's like if, to the outside, it all looks okay. But it's <laughs> just building and building and building until like the um, straw breaks the camel's back or the, the volcano explodes and it just all comes out, usually over some ridiculously small thing. But there's all, it's just this layering of all this stuff that hasn't been dealt with. Um, so you really just, um, by being more aware, you're able to jump on those things quicker and, and, and find the, the need that the feeling is kind of asking for, like so that you can actually solve for it properly. properly. Um, and then you don't get to the volcano moment. Hmm. Um, do you have any things that you notice? Like, what are your what are your watchouts for you? Like, how do you know when you're sort of not doing this well? Is is maybe my question. Well, I think there's the upside and the downside to that question, isn't there? Like, there's the negative or what we would call the negative emotions, um, and you know, I think I I, I internalize. Well, actually, on the positive and the negative, I think I internalize a lot of it. Um, and so the person who's suffering a lot is me. Um, and you know, that's going to kind of translate into, you know, I'm just, just, you know, just feeling stressed that might amplify up to, you know, a bit of anxiety. Um, so I'm just not, you know, feeling good about life (laughs) on the, on the, on the good side, I think internalizing it and not expressing it is kind of like robbing robbing again my own mindset of like all the good stuff that I have but also robbing the people around me that um, you know they didn't know I was thankful for that or for them or um, that I couldn't you know breathe some positivity into their lives that day so um, I don't know if there's so much like triggers per se um, but for me, what do I know? What do I notice? Either for for good or bad, the um, you know it, it it's me internalizing it. Um, if the question is also like, what what do I you know what do I find myself self soothing on? I think it's like an endless list of things that are just going to give me that little endorphin hit, and I reckon that's part of the reason why I do endurance training right is like you get that endorphin hit from the exercise it almost keeps my chemicals in balance or something (laughs) um but it could be it could be you know expressed in a healthy way or what people think is a healthy way with training um or it could be expressed in an unhealthy way which is like i want to smash a whole bag of lollies after dinner when i should probably just go to sleep or (laughs) (laughs) um or scroll you know doom scroll the Instagram feed or or whatever because it gives you that quick hit. Um, I mean, talking about doom scrolling, Instagram probably draws me to like thinking about, I, I, I wonder how much I pick up my phone to get a little hit. Yeah, and, wow. And not being uh, um, kind of present, but that's, you know, that's not so much maybe, maybe it is fit, maybe that does go back to feelings. I don't know, like that, I, I'm, I'm looking for some excitement or something um, and I'm feeling bored or um, yeah. satisfied or something 
Um, but I just think it robs the richness of life. And um, it's it. It's such a good point. Like for me, my watch out is um, when I have no highs or lows. So I have I have this tendency to like drift into a state of like emotional numbness where I don't really feel up, but I don't feel down either. I just yep. I'm just steady and I, I'm getting through the days, handling all my responsibilities, juggling all the balls, and I'm just kind of getting through it, getting everything done, and I'm steady and stable. Mm-hmm. Now that might sound okay from the outset. But I'm fully suppressing emotion um, like I have to be. And uh, and so like when I catch myself feeling too steady, like like n- n- not many highs, not like no highs, no lows, I kind of go, all right, I'm numb. And, and um, it's almost better for me if I'm a bit rawer, like if I, like I, I enjoy life more when I'm rawer, like when mm. I, um, you know, when I'm watching the rom-com on Netflix on a Saturday night and I get a bit emotional, you know, like, <laughs> like I get a bit, t- like I, yeah. I enjoy it. And, and then, but equally so when I, when I realize I'm feeling a bit like I'm feeling down or I'm feeling discouraged or, you know what? Like I'm actually feeling a bit like disappointed, um, and 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 it's it's better for me to to be uh, feeling the highs and lows more um, than just being steady and numb. Um, life feels richer. And then if I if I can talk about how I'm feeling in those moments all of my relationships are richer and more meaningful and my interactions with people are better. And cause like with, like with intimacy, you can't, you can't like win it, right? It's not something you can win through. Um, you can't achieve it. You can't sort of impress your way into it. Um, intimacy comes from sharing emotion, not, not achievement. So, mm. um, I'm finding that, um, I've got more intimacy in my life, which is one of my biggest needs, uh, when I, when I'm feeling more and then articulating that better with others. Yeah. Dad. So old man Davis, um, who we will refer to now as OMD, um, <laughs> He he once t- so I was having chat to him about something that was not going so well, and it's like how do you how do you think you're going to deal with that? And I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to care about it. Um, and he was like, ooh, um, you know, when you do that, you're just numbing that. You're not really dealing with it. You're numbing it, and so that you don't have that fear, like that downside feeling. But you're only if you cut off the downside, you're cutting off the upside too. And so yeah. um, in negative, in inverted commas, emotions or, or, or difficult things um, in some way provide that really nice contrast to the really the, the highs. But if you cut off the lows, you cut off the highs and you just live with this flat 
numbness at uh, in your to put to use your words. That was an o- OMD thing. People That's would- awesome. Because you're right, right? So for a lot of people, it is doom scrolling on Instagram and it's like what's happening in that moment. Maybe we're sitting there and we're feeling like we're feeling um, discouraged or down or or maybe we're feeling like we're not keeping up with the Joneses or we're comparing ourselves to somebody else and not feeling like we're quite married. Maybe we're just bored. We're feeling bored, right? Mm. And we don't like those unpleasant emotions and we so we want to – upregulate our way out of them uh and so the 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 real the doom scrolling reels and then uh, on insta like is a way to to mood shift our way out of those feelings but yeah it just contributes to this gross state of just flat sort of numbness um and sometimes can make us feel even worse um when I think it's okay to just be bored for a bit. Like it's okay to like feel unpleasant things for a little bit. Like, um, well, that's what I'm finding. Like feeling bored isn't bad, you know, and I I try and tell that to my kids. Like you don't need to be like entertained every moment of every day. Like our body needs to come down and actually just, just chill for a bit, you know, which means feeling bored is kind of what it needs to do. So, mm. yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is kind of connection 101 and I'm only just learning it now as a 39-year-old man, which is, um, but, you know, better late than never. Totally, totally. Uh, you're a baby still, 39. Um <laughs> <laughs> got the best. You got your best decade in front of you. That, that much we know about this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know there will be professionals that would listen to this and go, "These guys have no idea." Um, but that's why we're trying to, like, we're trying to wrestle our way through it. And maybe we are in one hundred and one, but at least we're in one hundred and one. Like, it's we're better for it. Um, I don't know if I have anything more to say about feelings today, Greg. Well, uh, why don't we do it? Like, why don't we say, "How are you feeling, Jeff?" Like, let's 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 do the feelings wheel on yeah. each other now as a as a way to sign off. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now I'm now I'm feeling like um, I'm I'm gonna have to find something like super super exciting. Um. I actually feel a little vulnerable. Yeah. Um, because we're Why? talking about something I don't know heaps about. Hmm. Um, I feel a little exposed in the sense that we're still wrestling with this. Like we're babies at this, and we're talking about it. We're not. We're not saying we're experts. I think that's the whole point, right? But feel a little vulnerable, a little courageous. Um, definitely curious to go away and do this i'm i'm committed to my homework so for any of my mates are listening to this and you cop the feelings wheel (laughs) come join me for a wild ride how are you feeling um i'm feeling um i'm feeling proud 
I guess, of the journey so far and, and the progress to date. Um, I mean, who I am now and who I was even a year ago is is so, so different. And, and even proud of us, like you and I, and the way that we've been able to sort of lean into these kinds of conversations, like even like off mic, just in life as we're riding our bikes, like it's it's good to be able to to kind of go deep like this um, with a mate. So feeling proud, you know, maybe a little lonely, uh, but I think that's my fault. I think it's it's maybe been a little while since I've put this to practice, like sort of in my own life. Um, so I'm I'm feeling like um, maybe my homework this week is to is to actually do this uh, a little more with the people close to me and, um, and, and take a step forward in me. Uh, yeah. Putting myself out there for connection. Cause I think particularly the last week um, I've just been sort of, you know, getting through the days as they say, and getting through the training and, you know, ticking all the things off the list, but um, maybe I haven't, haven't been as, as present as I would have liked and therefore I'm feeling maybe a little lonely as a result. So that's that's how I'm feeling. Love that. Um, and that would be uh, if you deliver on your homework, delivering in on value number one of intimacy, which I think one of the things you said on our bike ride to me that was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the case. Is it needs to be two-way. Like you need to be vulnerable and offer up yourself but also be like curious and interested in the other person um so i wish you well on living value number one this week for your homework thanks (laughs) we hope today's conversation has provided you with some food for thought and a new perspective on how to make these middle years your best years Remembering that midlife is not about crisis, it's about growth, transformation, and embracing the strength that comes from experience. Win the middle.